In our previous episodes, we heard from the administrators and the professors. When I first started teaching, I remember looking at the principal job and going, no. In this episode, we have two students who are almost done with the program and one who finished as well. So it's kind of like an awesome way of having their voices be heard. The students take over. One of the most amazing parts about the program, and I've been so impressed with Edgewood's commitment to social justice and equity within all of our conversations and all of our classes. It's really been at the forefront. And for me, especially as a woman of color, like that is so important and actually one of the reasons why I also wanted to go into educational leadership. And we get their thoughts. Equity was at the heart of all the conversations we had throughout the coursework at Edgewood. On the program at Edgewood College. One thing that I really appreciate about the program was the flexibility that the instructors provided. I don't know that I could put it on just like one thing. It's just like the whole time. It just felt Good. This is a matter of principle. If you are even wavering on if you think you may or may not want to take on a principal position at some point, that the program is worthwhile either way, just to look at educational leadership as a more broad spectrum of possibilities and opportunities. I think that a lot of times a lot of people are like, I don't know if I can do this. But I think once you um, get in there, you realize that it's a really tight-knit group of people like you have classes with a lot of the same people you're able to network with each other and you're able and you're just really supported and now your host dr tim slacker welcome to a special episode of a matter of principles the student perspective lala we've been talking all this time with you and mike and jennifer i was like dude i need to talk to the students that have actually been part of this program. So I first want to say thank you, Lalo, for actually finding <laughs> students that would come in there. It's a lot of hard work to grab these students. Well, I was excited about the opportunity to have the students actually be the ones to kind of tell it from their perspective. We have two students who are almost done with the program and one who finished as well. So it's kind of like an awesome way of having their voices be heard. Right. Let's go right to it. Introductions. So first name, you don't have to do last name, but you know where you're at, what your intentions are, just give a little bit of a background so um, my name is Megan I graduated from the program in May intentions May 2019 yeah okay so a couple months ago <laughs> all right I am open to lots of opportunities that are <laughs> coming maybe um, I'm Patrice I am um, going to be finished with the program this coming May and I'm hoping to some point I will be an assistant principal and then kind of go from there. Work your way up. Yeah. Okay, so Patrice, with you first. When did you make the decision to go from classroom teacher or when was it bubbling in your head that, hey, leadership is in my future? So I was actually a social worker before. Okay. Um, a school social worker. And I had an opportunity to be dean of students at the high school I was at and was kind of just given the opportunity in summer school. So I took that on and I was like, okay, like I kind of do this. Like yeah. it's just like a different way of working with the kids and supporting them. And I felt okay about it. And then it just actually happened that then that coming year throughout the summer, there was an opportunity for me to continue to be Dean of Students. And so I was able to kind of continue that. And the more also I started to work with our administration, I was like, I can do this. Like yeah. this isn't like so <laughs> unbelievable that right. I could like make that jump. I think when I first started, like the idea of like being an administrator administrator was such a far off thing that I was like, no, no, that's really intimidating. And as I like got more comfortable and started taking on leadership roles, I felt like I would be, I might be suited for that. Okay. Megan, same question. 
Um, when did the bubbling start? <laughs> the bubbling started when I got more and more experience in the classroom and started to think about instructional leadership mm. and what that might look like in a school. And so I originally joined the program thinking, I don't really want to be an assistant principal or a principal ever, but I want some sort of leadership position and I just want a bigger, like more systems view of the school. And then throughout the program, I became more and more open to the possibility okay, of a principal. So, so it truly was a bubbling that just got you started to look at this, but yeah. even getting in, you weren't exactly sure about finishing. So I'm going to stay with you because you are now a May 2019 graduate, which means you are licensed and ready to go. And so you did, I think, make mention that you're willing to step up into a leadership position now. Yes. In fact, you want to. Yes. Okay. Um, I do want to. And I kind of bounce back and forth between if I want to go straight to like putting myself into a pool for assistant principals or if I would like to start with something more like instructional coaching or something in a central office kind of director of instruction place first. But ready to think bigger systems than just my classroom. Patrice, I love, you're kind of like me. When I first started teaching, I remember looking at the principal job and going, no, mm-hmm. no, that's just, I mean, pu- pa- pushing paper, you know, yelling at kids <laughs> and being yelled at by parents and just not in my, my wheelhouse, but a little bit of experience in this role, you started finding out, Once you made that decision, what happened in your decision-making process that led you to Edgewood? So um, for me, I think I I looked at it a few different places. Um, You know, I looked at possibly like online Mm because it's just in terms of convenience. Like, right, that's... You're a full-time teacher. You're working your butt off, (laughs) right? Yeah, I could like sit at home and Mm -hmm. do my curriculum. But then I also knew that I wouldn't go in as deep as I could if I was in the classroom. So I appreciated the fact that like Edgewood offered, like they're pretty flexible in terms of like the times. So it wasn't so... Like I have to give up an entire like Saturday or that I have to be there four times a week. Mm -hmm. And so and I also had a couple people um, that went that I knew that went through the program. Um, One of them was actually my assistant principal at my old high school. And so she was really great and um, like met with me and she actually put me in touch with um, Pat Delmore. And so I was able to kind of talk with him about just different options and what this would look like. And um, it just felt really supportive. And then as I got into it. It, knowing that there were two, um, you know, principals that were my professors that also are in like Madison District with me, just felt nice because I'm like, okay, like they're able to like do this. They're talking about like what it's like to still be an administrator right now. It just felt really good, and everyone has been so supportive that that made it like just such an easy decision. So Megan, why Edgewood? I would say similarly hearing about other people's experiences in the program, there were several people from my high, from the school where I work that... You, know, you um, said the, the high school the, that you work, right? Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, you're, yes. you're not like a Doogie Hauser type <laughs> no, of No, no, the high school principal. where I okay. work, there were several people who had gone through the program, either current assistant principals or people who had moved on to be principals elsewhere. Um, who highly recommended it. And I also did my undergrad and my first master's at Edgewood. So there was just a lot of familiarity with the program and feeling supported by the people. Lalo, when you look at the two, these two, right? 
what's what, what's your experience? What are you thinking about so at this point? Well, the first thing is they were talking about like having the first meeting. I remember one of the first steps after you make the decision is to set up a meeting with me to go over your transcripts and to kind of talk about the program. And I think like Megan said, like at the first, it's like it's hard to see yourself at the principal role. And I think it was like the instructional role or the school leaders as well. I think it's amazing to now sit across from them now to almost two years later and think about they're going to be the leaders of the schools that we want to see in the in the schools because of their passion, their dedication, their commitment to social justice. Well, yeah, and I want this. So, Patrice, you talked about this. So, what we, you know, we have Lalo. He's our full time person, mm-hmm. right? But then the program is, you know, with Mike Hernandez, Jennifer yep. Apodaca, these are practicing um, leaders, yep. right? They're currently out there. And you were saying that that meant something to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what? Like, I think, I mean, it, it was nice because it's nice to hear from people who are currently still doing it okay. and who understand what you're going through, what's going on in schools. And the one thing that I always felt is really nice is giving the opportunity to like check in, like how are things going? Like, how are you feeling? Like we all know we're educators and things can be tough, right? Like, especially like right now, like just the climate, everything is just feeling a little crazy. And it was just always really nice that I I felt like I also had you know, some built in mentors mm. in the leaders that were our, that were our instructors too. Megan, what, what do you think? I mean, is there the the faculty that you've experienced during your time? How relatable were they to the situation in which you were dealing with? Extremely relatable. I think that every person who taught one of my classes, I felt like they were incredibly knowledgeable. Their experience was relevant, that they were in it, um, like fighting the same fights we would be fighting if we were to take on a position right now. Um, And then not only the instructors, but the other people in the classes um, provided a networking opportunity. So I got to meet Patrice, and now we work together. And so that was a really cool piece of it as well. Okay, cool. So we're getting this point. Now, though, let's get to the heart, because one of the things, when I hired Lalo, I said, Lalo, look, we've got a principal, we've got a director of instruction, we've got a director of people services license, okay? We're in the leadership business, though. I want to move and push this a little, push the boundaries. And I said, social justice, looking at our main base, looking at culturally relevant pedagogy, looking at linguistic diversity, understanding issues of equity. How did we do on those, Patrice? I will, <clears throat> I will say that that has actually been one of the most amazing parts about the program, and I've been so impressed with Edgewood's commitment to um, social justice and equity within all of our conversations and all of our classes. It's really been at the forefront. And for me, especially as a, a woman of color, like that is so important. And actually one of the reasons why I also wanted to go into educational leadership, A, like there's not a lot of people that look like me working within our schools, especially in leadership roles. And so I really was passionate about that and knew that in order to make changes in buildings, I needed to, you know, I needed to be moving up and help move systems. And that's been something that I felt like 
has been given to me and has been a huge support in terms of like having those tough conversations, thinking about as a leader, how do you have those tough conversations and how are we looking to move our schools in the right direction? I agree. I think that equity was at the heart of all of the conversations we had throughout the coursework at Edgewood. It helped me to really think about what I would want to do as a leader and the systems that I would want to help restructure to promote more equity for our students. Lalo, congrats. <laughs> Well, thank you. And I also wanted to like mention that their own uh, trajectories, too, that that kind of adds to the work that we do, right? So whether it be an independent study that we do or whether it be trying to think about instructional coaching and what does that look like at the school level, that they also bring a lot to the table. And that's kind of one of the things that as the faculty we were talking about is how do we also feed off the students to be able to do this work? to be able to make it a cyclical process. Yeah, and I hear you talking about that. And so the, the the shows up till now, which have been all with the faculty, they've really talked about this. In fact, Megan, I think you just said about a network, this idea of they themselves, even in one sense, seeing themselves as being just an extension of that network in the classroom. Is that where you were talking about, not just your classroom network, but looking at the faculty? Do you see them as adding now to your network of, of professionals that will be in the future for you? Yeah, absolutely. One, there's more familiar faces out there as I go to bigger leadership meetings, um, both in our district and statewide, that I see and recognize and feel like I can reach out to. And I feel like on a more personal level, if I needed something, professional advice, I could reach out to the people either in my classes or the instructors. Patrice, this is a hard question because I know there's, it's, <laughs> there, there's multiple many answers, but how about instead of saying the a best experience in one of the classes you feel is unique that touched you in a way that made you say yeah this is something different i think for me one of the big things that when i knew i was like this is the right place this is like where i want to be is just i think the openness of all of the faculty to have like real conversations with all of the students about what it means to be a leader, what that looks like, how sometimes it is hard work and it can and it can be messy and it's not always as easy as like, okay, like check this off and do this and that we're working with people and being able to talk about times that they've gotten things right, but then times that they didn't and being able to reflect on that has been really helpful. Also just seeing faculty and instructors that look like me and then some that don't has mm-hmm. been really nice and just being able to walk in and be like, this is like a unique group of people and like a diverse class and just being able to have class with people from like Janesville and then people from Oregon and like all uh, Madison and all these different places has been nice because you get to hear so many different experiences. And I don't know that I can put it on just like one thing. It's just like the whole time. It just felt good. One thing that I really appreciate about the program was the flexibility that the instructors provided and kind of allowing us to indulge our own interests or areas that we really wanted to dive deeper into. So for example, I'm an ESL teacher. And so thinking a lot about equity for multilingual students and what that might look like in a leadership role and how I can advocate for those students. I feel like there were multiple opportunities where I was able to kind of go down that avenue of interest for myself. And I appreciated that from the instructors. Lala, what do you think at this point? I think that one, I'm appreciative of the students (laughs) saying those things because a lot of times- Did you pay them? No. Not even cookies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you owe them that at least afterwards. <laughs> cookies, okay. 
but no, I um, so I mean the things we set out. I think about this. You know, when when I hired you, was it four years ago? I'm going to my fourth year. Yeah, yeah and thinking about saying like, look. When, when you come here, I need this from you. Now to start seeing some of this is satisfying for you? I think it means that we're moving in the right direction. Yeah. I think that that means, um, I also heard it from another student who was, when we released some of the first episodes, that they came up to me and they're like, hey, I heard what you guys are doing on the podcast. And I really appreciate it and I can relate similar to what they both said right now is just that notion of, we're doing something that we're trying to move um, the conversation and trying to have those difficult conversations to keep it honest as well and, and at the same time personalized to their own learning too to figure out what is it that they want in their own vision of their of their educational leadership. A lot of students that when I ask this question, right, you know, so we, and we, in fact, we did this in our last episode, you know, so what's it really mean to take classes? What What's going to happen? How much homework do I have? How many evenings am I going to be up at night? You know, how many 12-page papers do I have to write? Are those the right questions to be asking if you're thinking about this? Or, yeah, maybe they are the right questions, but as you then experience them, how does that then get translated into what was your real experience? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's definitely the right questions to ask, especially as most of us are educators. Like, we, we're doing more than we should. You know, when we go home, we're always doing a little bit extra. We don't just, like, leave our work at home usually or at school. But I think the nice piece about it was it felt manageable, and if for some reason we needed flexibility, all of the instructors I've had have been really great about that and being able to work with us because life happens, right? And we're adults and we're moving through and we have careers and things like that. And a lot of people, families, all those things. I know for me, the one thing that I loved is I think I've kept pretty much every single book that we got. Huh. Like, I actually really enjoyed the readings. And maybe it's just because, like, moving into this, like, this is an area of interest. Or it's also because you guys are picking the right material to use. And it's not just something to read to read. But it's mm -hmm. actually interesting and it's relevant and it's engaging. And it's something that I can, like, put, like, I can very much see in my own practice, like, where it fits. And I think that it makes it feel like less work when you're you're enjoying what you're reading and what you're learning about you answered the better question that i was trying to ask which was are we relevant or do we just waste your time in class no i definitely do not think we waste our time and that is one thing i thought about because i was like you know there are a lot of programs and i was like i can go through this and i can answer questions and i can check boxes and all that but it's just really nice to feel like everything that i'm learning I'm taking with me when I move into my next role. Yeah, I would say definitely not a waste of time. All of the assignments felt super relevant and we were able to kind of tailor them to some of our current work as well. So if we had to analyze a data set, I could analyze a data set as ESL department chair of our current students. So your ESL assignment as a as a f teacher, then then the assignment coming in the leadership program was was able to fit your context. Yeah, I yeah. would have analyzed the data anyways for work, and now I'm analyzing it for my coursework, and I get feedback on my analysis or my presentation, so I'm able to improve upon the skills that I'm using in my job every day. So quiz. Define culturally relevant pedagogy. When you hear us talk about that, I know it means lots of things. Mm -hmm. what, what comes up for you when you start thinking about that as moving from classroom to leader? How does that shift happen when we talk about that? For me, when I, when I hear culturally re relevant pedagogy, I think often about how are we working and learning in different ways to support multiple learners and meet them where they're at, whether it's 
different texts or different styles of learning, different um, areas to support both like us as learners at, you know, at Edgewood, but then also how are we working to support our students in the classroom and then outside of the classroom? Megan, I went, you've, you were right in this, and so how about your fit with being in, in ESL? Does this program meet the goals of you trying to move forward in a leadership role in, in an ESL and or bilingual type of program? Yeah, absolutely. When I think of culturally relevant pedagogy, I think about honoring the students' identities through instructional practices and thinking about how to highlight students' abilities and thinking of what they can do and really giving them opportunities to shine in the classroom. And I think Edgewood outlined how to do that and they did that for us as students and kind of modeled those practices. And so we can take that and carry it forward in our own leadership. When I say equity what's that mean to me it means that not everyone is getting the same thing but they're getting what they need the perfect example is if i three of you right now all are exhibiting the same behavior Mm -hmm. i would think about like where where are the skills that you might be lacking where is extra support that you need instead of just blanketly being like everyone is getting a lunch detention it might be more you need skill building Mm -hmm. you need you know different support in this area you need to be meeting one-on-one with a mentor so just looking at actually what someone needs rather than just what feels fair megan equity i think equity is about having high expectations for all and providing students with the voice to share what those high expectations might look like for them. Because we hear this sometimes. It's like, okay, are we dropping our standards when we're going for, quote, equity and things like that? And I always push back, and so I wanted to see if you're pushing back. Patricia, give me that look, and it's radio. People can't see it, but what do you— I mean, for me, I think that it's actually— inequitable to lower our standards and I think that every we should have highest standards for all of our students and I think that like Megan was saying sometimes you just have to differentiate what that looks like but I don't think we ever stop demanding more and no and making sure that our students know that they can produce more and I think that's what's the difference is you can have high standards but if you're not working to support a student in meeting those goals like you have to have high expectations and you have to be willing to support them along the way. What would you tell a student or a colleague who's thinking about making this decision to become a leader? What would you tell them about Edgewood? I would tell them that first off, they should care about social justice and equity because that is at the forefront of most of the classes you take, um, if not all of them. I think that you will be supportive or supported and if you and i was like reach out ask questions you know along the way don't worry about if you feel like it's too big of a goal like i think that a lot of times a lot of people are like i don't know if i can do this but i think once you um get in there you realize that it's a really tight-knit group of people like you have classes with a lot of the same people you're able to network with each other and you're able and you're just really supported and i think that you know, no matter where you're at on the journey, like in terms of moving into equity or not equity, educational leadership, you're going to be supported. And everyone I've met so far in terms of the faculty has been really kind and 
has offered a lot of really great words and advice and just made me feel like a better practitioner overall. I would say that you will not find a more supportive community of instructors and students. The community feel of the program was something I really appreciated and feeling like I had people that I could reach out to. I would also add that if you are even wavering on if you think you may or may not want to take on a principal position at some point, that the program is worthwhile either way just to look at educational leadership as a more broad spectrum of possibilities and opportunities. I think I was able to get a really like big picture look at school systems that has helped me think about what I want to do in the future. I want to be a part of your new networks <laughs> because I'm excited about this. Lalo, again, thank you for providing such wonderful <laughs> students taking this word. I want to thank um, the students. <laughs> They're yeah, the ones who came out students. to kind of talk about their experience. But, you know, I, I really I appreciate what you've talked about because, you know, when we had a vision of what we imagined this program to be, you know, you don't know, right? And so we're still teachers and learners in this. And so to hear from you, one completer, one who's just about to complete, Complete, articulating this, particularly when we say a social justice vision and mission centered on culturally relevant linguistic equity, and you're verifying we met that goal? Yes. Okay. I'm not, I'm not paying you to say that. <laughs> I, I just, I, I feel really powerful about saying, okay, Lalo, we're not done. More work to do. We got a lot of we got work to do, but to hear that from you, I'm just it's ex, it's exciting. And so, Megan, Patrice, good luck in the future. I can't wait to see where you guys end up. And here's the best thing: can't wait to hire you guys back to be part of our <laughs> faculty because this is the way we're trying to do these things: is to take our best students, and once they get that experience as leader, how do you come back and now contribute again? So. Do I have you back, Patrice? Yes. Okay, Megan? 100%. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Some more recruits. Thank you. Write it down. Write it down right now. <laughs> Interested in finding out more about the Education Leadership Program at Edgewood College? Call Joanne Eastman at 608-663-3250 or send her an email, jeastman at edgewood.edu. And please hit the subscribe button so you always know when it's time to check out the next episode of A Matter of Principles from the School of Education at Edgewood College.